Thank you for downloading this episode of Fun Employment Radio. Guests of our show hang out in the Fun Employment Radio Worthy Brewing Green Room. Worthy Brewing, makers of delicious beer, including the new Stratosphere, which you can try at local stores or at your favorite watering hole. Worthy Brewing, sponsor of Fun Employment Radio's Green Room. You're listening to the Fun Employment Radio Network. Hello, everyone. Welcome to Fun Employment Radio. I am Greg Nibbler here with Sarah X. Dillon. It is Bridgetown Comedy Festival week. That is why this intro is short. And if you've been listening all week, you should know that already because that's how these things work. Uh, <laughs> get your tickets at BridgetownComedy.com. And we are joined now. I'm, I wonder how many times. It's been, I'm like not really four sure. Four or five? Four or five? Maybe five. Like maybe, maybe five. Maybe five. Could be maybe five. five. <laughs> we'll estimate at five. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, Mr. Baron Vaughn. Hello. 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 To have you, good to be back. I know. I um, always love stopping in here, talking with y'all. Thank, Thank you. you. Thank you. So Hearing much. just little snippets of the Battlestar Galactica <laughs> opening. <laughs> yep. That I just, I just uh, had my my girlfriend and I. We just watched all of it. Oh, she had never seen it. Had, had you seen it before? Oh yeah, I saw it years yeah. ago. I'm thinking about rewatching it because it's been a few years since I've seen it. It yeah is prescient. <laughs> <laughs> if at that. Damn. I would Very imagine. prescient. Yes. Um, but uh, it was interesting because it's like, she was like, oh, there's all these memes and like things like <laughs> sayings. Now that she and, gets. She's like, oh, the, oh, Cylon, this is where that's from. <laughs> <Yeah>. Oh, <laughs> sort of situation. I just kind of started, I, I've watched part of Breaking Bad, not all of it, but now I'm, I'm getting the same thing. I'm like, oh, I'm getting these references yeah, now because I never understood it before. That's kind of the weird thing about, um, I guess, binge watching or this mm-hmm. kind of era of consuming entertainment that mm-hmm. we're in is that no one is ever in the same place with anything. Yeah. Right. So it's like either people have watched the whole thing years ago or are going to watch it, haven't listened to that album, haven't read mm-hmm. that. Uh-huh. So it's like everyone is always coming to every, there's too much stuff. It's there's like, there's so stuff. many different <laughs> options. Yeah. That it's hard so to keep much- up. There's so much stuff that you're in right now, too. Oh, yeah. look at that transition. Oh, yeah. oh my. Wow. We were supposed to talk about I anime, so we can do anime first. and then. <laughs> <laughs> I think we do this, then we get to anime. Okay. We, make, we work our way to anime. <laughs> okay. um, Got to work up to it. Because I was going to say, I did uh, was watching some Mystery Science Theater Who 3000 this morning. Everybody hey. is Everybody talking is about watching that. It. Everywhere I go, oh, I hear people talking about it. Thank goodness. And they're saying good things, hopefully. They're saying good things. Yes. Things. <laughs> congratulations. Uh, congratulations, sir. Thank you. I might yeah. sneeze. Yeah, okay. <laughs> I, know. I was wondering I was what gonna, was going like, on. Pause yeah. and see if that's like, oh, he doesn't Do want to talk to, about uh, this. Do you want me to grab you a paper towel? No, no, I think I'm okay. All yeah. right. Did it pass? I think it, I think it went away. <laughs> I got to do that into the microphone so the audience can know what I... Yeah. Everybody Something. has different levels of like allergies and sniffles when, they've, come, when oh, yeah. they've been coming through. Billy Wayne, we just had him earlier, and he woke up with some sort of like allergy head cold kind of Today? Thing. Today. Yeah. Well, you know, maybe it has to I do with the, the fact that it's a little cloudy, but yeah. sometimes it's like well, the, 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 what can happen is <laughs> the clouds us. kind of capture the pollen and like keep like a pollen cloud. Oh, like a pollen kind, bubble. Mm-hmm. Like a pollen bubble. Mm-hmm. But then sometimes what happens is rain washes that pollen out of the sky, mm-hmm. which is why you'll see it like, you know, in the water or stuff like that. I can't tell if Kenny is shaking his head like, yep, yep, that's oh, no, what he's agree- he, he agrees with everything. He's probably looking yes. it up right now to fact check. <laughs> Kenny's fact checks all of our interviews Perfect. now. So we'll, but then we'll, you know. the other problem is most cities with trees mm-hmm. have trees that produce a lot of pollen, right? Mm-hmm. Because if you don't have the trees that produce pollen, it means that mm-hmm. you have trees that bear fruit. And then there'd be apples and oranges and bananas. I don't remember what grows in trees. Uh, falling on people's <laughs> sure. heads sure, yeah, all the time. Anyway, back to anime. Um, yeah. <laughs> so no. what is the show you were talking about? Well, well, just real quick. Mystery Science Theater 3000. Mm-hmm. I'm, I'm happy, happier than happy that people who loved the show like the new version. Yeah. I bet, that, was that a little yeah. bit stressful? 
A little bit. <laughs> Try to say it lightly. Oh, yeah. man. Like, Nerds love change. Um, so... <laughs> you know, like it's 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 funny because actually Hampton Yunt, who who's the voice of Crow, is here as well at mm-hmm. Bridgetown, and so is Jonah Ray, and uh, we're actually doing a little uh, you know evening with I guess the Mystery Science Theater yeah. three thousand cast. Uh, you know, at the Revolution Hall. Which is happening Saturday at 7.30 p.m. Can Indeed. you tickets now? Bridgetowncomedy.com. We're going to watch um, a movie called Cry Wilderness, which is the second episode of the season of Mystery Science Theater 3000. Um, it seems to be most people's favorite episode of the new really? season. A lot of the fans feel like it's one of their favorite episodes of all time. They think it's going to go down wow. as one of the greats. And there's other episodes later in the season that I think are better, but that's is actually part of the culture of MST is it's sort of like your calling card, you know, like mm-hmm. what are your favorite episodes? Mm-hmm. You know, Joel years, Mike years. Oh, so yeah. everyone's always constantly talking about what their favorite episodes are, yeah. what their favorite lines are. So it's like, you know, you watch an episode and you might get a lot of the jokes. That's going to be one of your favorites. Mm-hmm. You might watch an episode where you get none of the jokes, not going to be one of your favorites. <laughs> that makes sense. But, it's also like we got to do this, you know, a little tour where we watched the first episode with some of the backers from Kickstarter. And it was I my experience with Mystery Science Theater 3000 was watching it by myself, mm-hmm. you know, in my room as a kid. Yep. Yeah. Never watched it with a crowd. That's it. Same here. That was incredible. That's why I'm like, we have to watch a movie with the audience. So is that what you're doing at this event? We're going to watch this episode and then nice. we're going to do like a little Q and A. So is it like cinematic afterwards. Titanic a little bit? Because I know they did that tour for Mystery Science Theater it years ago. Well, it is. I mean, Cinematic Titanic is the other brainchild of Mr. Joel Hodgson. Yeah. So we're. I mean, we're not live riffing it. Yeah. The movie. We're gotcha. just. We're going to show the episode. Wonderful. Okay, got it. That would be the difference mm. because. Cinematic Titanic and Riff Tracks, I think they actually live riff the actual yeah. movie. Yeah, they do. So we're just going to watch the the episode, and then we're going to do like a Q&A afterwards. That's cool. I would prefer but that. But I'm, that I'm really awesome. interested to see like how people react to the episode. Like, Yeah, actually laugh hear wise. laughs and like where. Yeah. Kind of incredible. Well, I, wa- I want to say like how far reaching it is because I have friends who aren't even big into the comedy scene who have just purchased like singly tickets to go see the MST mm-hmm. 3K huh. this, this yep. weekend. So like, all right, well, we're not getting the Bridgetown Festival passes. However, I mean, a lot of people are, of course. It's a wonderful festival. Which, yeah, the sure, best BridgetownComedy.com. Um, but yeah, just buying the individual tickets just to, to see you guys do your thing. That's crazy. It's it's what I did not know because there's a lot of people in my past from that I've known for years that are like, oh, I love the show, and I had no idea. And I'm like, mm-hmm. if you would have told me this... Five ten years ago, when we knew, when like we grew around each other, we would have had a very different friendship because we've been watching episodes. People are coming out of the woodwork. Like Bobby Lopez, who is an egotter, right? Mm -hmm. Who wrote Frozen (laughs) and like Book of Mormon, wrote a song for us. Wow! The other day, Kirk Hammett. You know, lead guitarist Kirk of Metallica yeah. was like, "Oh wow, new m- new Mystery Science Theater three thousand episodes." I'm like, "What? What's the yeah?" Just so people weird. coming out of the woodwork had no idea that they're fr- friends. Yeah, uh-huh. that they're friends, oh, which wow. is the uh, friends is the uh, the fan base of Fran Drescher. Sure. <laughs> 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 the friends. I always thought it was Franny's, but you know, okay. oh yeah, that yeah. makes sense. They had yeah. their Franny packs. Uh-huh. Ooh, where you Marketing. open it goes <laughs> when you open it. All right, that's hor- that's horrible. Oh my god. So anyway, <laughs> back to anime that was and good. the thing. <laughs> <laughs> no, there's an anime show that I there's a couple anime shows that I really like right now. So what yeah. what made you make the transition into not watching anime to watching anime? Well, have you always been an anime fan? Yes and no. You know, honestly, when I was young, I saw I saw an anime porn. 
Hmm. Okay. And then I thought was that confusing. That, it I mean... was so confusing <laughs> because I had heard so much about anime, and I thought, "Wow, is this what all anime is?" I don't <laughs> think I'm into this. It was like a lot tentacle porn. That's like a big yeah, thing. Okay. And I was like, "No, I don't ever want to see any." So it was like, "Hey, we're gonna watch an anime movie." I'm like, "No, no, 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 no. I don't ever want to watch anime ever again." Did you talk about that, dude. <laughs> yeah. But then I a couple years ago stumbled upon Cowboy Bebop, which is considered one of the great. Anime anime mm. shows of all time and then I started watching another one called Samurai Champloo's which is the same creator okay so I do watch them now you know I'm not a like a true believer like I haven't been in them for like you know decades like mm. some people I do know like I'm not a cosplayer you know and it's definitely not a Bill cosplayer but uh, <laughs> oh that's just up there with the franny pack yeah. that'll end in charges <laughs> um <laughs> So it's kind of um, it's interesting to me because I do like watching shows and movies from other cultures, other countries. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Because I'm always interested in what they're indoctrinating themselves with. Right. Because you watch American TV, we're always kind of beating our ourselves over the head with our values. Mm-hmm. So it's interesting to watch stuff from Japan and kind of see the things that they constantly beat themselves over yeah, the head it's with a different perspective or Chinese movies or movies from Nigeria or Brazil right. so I kind of can learn about like you know the art always tells you what the people are about absolutely that's a good point yeah it's a reflection of what that's very what deep. they think oh I'm a deep I'm a deep I'm, I'm a deep dude deep. I'm a deep dude Sarah remember right. you, did just say, <laughs> you did just say franny pack about two minutes ago so I mean let's just keep, doesn't get deeper that than that I will remember that forever because it's like the worst thing <laughs> <laughs> sorry I'm just getting my passport out of my franny pack <laughs> Oh my god! Uh, so, <laughs> Baron Vaughn, most known for his franny pack yeah. jokes. <laughs> but now you've got you've realized that not all anime is porn, and you are watching. Anime. And what's this one that you were ta- that we must see that you were talking about? Oh, it's called Attack on Titan. If you're not Attack busy watching Grace and Frankie on Netflix, then you should watch this. Yes, Attack on Titan is on Netflix. Um, the first season is on Netflix, at least the first two seasons. The second season is out right now. I think that's on Hulu. Mm. Um, Attack on Titan is, it's pretty insane. That's the other thing about anime is, you know, it's animation, which you sometimes think, well, it's not going to be too serious or too gory, mm-hmm. but mm-hmm. then it is really serious yeah. and it is really gory and they take death very seriously and all the death scenes are very graphic. Okay. My little sister was talking about it the other day. She's like, oh, I couldn't get into it. It's a little gory. Really? And I was like, hmm, yeah, exactly. I've never watched any anime, so I mean... I didn't know that it could get like that. Yeah, it can. It depends on it depends on what it is, and that's that's a testament to the storytelling. Mm. Okay, if you really kind of buy into the situation, because it's a ridiculous situation. It's basically like a, almost like a fantasy sort of genre thing where humans live in this society that is covered with these gigantic walls because outside of the walls in the wild mm-hmm. are titans which okay. are these giants these giants that look like they have baby faces they're naked they have no genitals and they eat humans they have an insatiable Jesus. crave for human flesh Ooh, that's nightmare that, inducing that actually sounds interesting <laughs> it's it is nightmare inducing especially yeah. because everyone takes death very seriously yeah and it's and it's really really weird and interesting but there's a lot of stuff about what it means to be part of a team what it means to trust someone mm-hmm. like the value of life yeah like the greater good versus it's it's a lot of really interesting themes that get um uh oh and also information yeah that's another thing because all these people are not allowed to go outside of the walls and people 
want to go outside of the walls. They literally have grown up being a prisoner in some sort of sense. Mm-hmm. And they're being fed this propaganda about why they shouldn't go out there, what right. titans are. And little by little, it's all kind of breaking apart. So there's also a lot of like, you know, government sort of, you know, indictment. Like Big Brother mm-hmm. kind of yeah, stuff. Yeah, it's, it's, it's interesting. Yeah, it's interesting. So, and it is... W- Pretty freaking wild. Wow. <laughs> Especially when you see a Titan and it looks like a cartoon baby face and you're like, all right, that's it. And then it's eating someone. You're like, oh, that's actually oh, yeah, kind of gross and, <laughs> and, that is and violent. Of yeah, I think it's the idea of the baby face. That's the part that's really... Some of them have baby faces, yeah. yeah. Um, and I, I don't mean like, um, when will I see you again? <laughs> I don't mean that baby face. That's a different baby face. That is a different baby face. And he was a true. giant of R&B. Very different. <laughs> he was a titan of the recording industry. Incredibly, incredibly different. That made me happy. Okay, good. <laughs> Thank yes. you. No, I was just like lost in thought for a second. Like, whatever happened to Babyface? I know. I was thinking he about was everywhere. Edmonds, right? Is that, is that his last name? Babyface Edmonds? I think you're right. I think that's it. How do you even know that? I don't know. Well, I just remember. Impressive. I had a Babyface album. Which one? I mean, oh, I don't remember. remember. Yeah, he had a Babyface album. Yeah. Okay. Babyface was Isn't the it? shit. Yeah, <laughs> like Babyface. I mean, like pretty nineties is when I had it, but that's that's the last time. I yeah. miss like uh, like nineties slow jams. They're like whoa 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 whoa. Oh yeah. I can I can make you a slow jam right now, Sarah. <laughs> Do it, please, Sarah. Give me some suggestions. Give me two suggestions. Um, I wanted to deal with butterfly kisses mm-hmm. and uh, uh, sunshine on a rainy day. Oh, now, girl, gonna fulfill his wishes. I'm coming at you with these butterfly kisses. Cause you know I'm gonna do it my way. Whether it's a cloudy or a sunshiny day. Oh, <laughs> girl, don't you see? That's how I live. Butterfly kisses is what I will give. And every day that a titan ain't killing, I'm gonna do it to you, Sarah X Dillon. <laughs> there you go. The, yeah. That's my new wow. ringtone. Thank you very much. That was it. I like the almost cry at the second butterfly kisses, too. That was it. Yeah, no, there was the, where the I, I, emotion like the voice was. breaking. Girl, <laughs> sometimes, <laughs> you know, when it's a Sunday, <laughs> if you wake up late and uh, the brunch line's too long, I know. <laughs> I know what we gotta do. Gotta do. That's the <laughs> the whisper. A little rap in the middle of it. Yeah. <laughs> There's always a breakdown. Yeah. Wow. So I know you have all your you have your comedy, your acting. Are you gonna go for a music career next? Uh, yeah, it does do seem it. to be. Um, my 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 moniker is gonna be Adultish Gambino. <laughs> um, <laughs> I really got Kenny. Uh, <laughs> I. Um, you know, I I do sing and I do stuff, but I kind of like my friend Open Mike Eagle, um, who I do my show The New Negroes with down in L.A. Um, he he dubbed me a closet rapper. Oh, he said he, he told me I'm his favorite closet rapper. <laughs> yeah, because I rap and I write rhymes, but I don't really share them with anybody. Yeah, yeah. You just know, at home, just kind of for myself to to know that I can do it, or just sometimes I like a little piece of phrasing or wordplay, mm. but I don't really share it. Yeah. So he's he's asked me if I would be interested every now and then, or you know, of making some music, and I'm like. It, it's intimidating to me because it's already scary to be like, I'm funny, and then go on stage, <laughs> and then everyone welcome you with crossed arms being like, prove it. But to be like, I have musical ability. It's di- like it's a different, because comedy is like immediate feedback. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So like music, if people hate it, you still have to play the rest of the song. Oh, yeah. Yeah. 
Or if you make an album that people hate, you're not going to (laughs) know for a while until people are like, listen to your album, hate it. So it's like you have to pour your heart into something and then people are like, no, don't like it. (laughs) Where stand-up, I can be like, all right, people hate that joke. I'm going to stop talking (laughs) about that. But a song, it takes a while to like actually write and make and think about. Yeah. Well, like so your it's album, intimidating. Like yeah. your album, Black Existential Crisis, which just came out recently. Yeah, which I did is... here in Portland. Oh, very cool. At the uh, Doug Fur Lounge. <sighs> when did you record that? I want to say it was January of uh, 2016. Okay. Yeah, so like a yeah. little over a year ago. Awesome. What made you decide to record it here in town? Well, you know, I I have a connection with Portland. Um, I was actually, that was what I was talking to Kenny about in the car, is that like besides Las Vegas where I grew up mm. mm-hmm. Portland is a city that I continue to come back to I've come here you know like at least once a year over the last decade basically yeah, yeah. and sometimes multiple times a year so I tend to like it here you know I tend to like the people here you know this just interesting people I I feel like a lot of the people of color that are hiding in Portland <laughs> come to see me mm. and they're interesting people um, but it's also just kind of interesting to to have a connection to a city where I feel like I know it a little bit. So mm-hmm. when I come back and it's changed, yeah. it's like I'm like, oh, this is different. Yeah, because you can tell, yeah, what's changed and what's what's yeah off about it. Exactly, and it's I don't have that connection with any other city but Vegas. Uh-huh. You know, to be like every time I come there, I'm like, oh, this used to be this, mm-hmm. and then people are talking about like, hey, that used to be this, and I'm like, oh yeah, I, I see, I remember. So it's nice that it's kind of familiar when you come here. It is, but it's also interesting to just kind of feel the character of mm-hmm. a city change. Like San Francisco, I used to go to a lot as well, but I don't as much mainly because most of the people I know there left, mm-hmm. and they tell me why they left. Yeah, they're just like it's too expensive like everyone has all these artists have been pushed out of into oakland and really they're all being pushed out of oakland now into even further and further away so it's just interesting because i think in the next decade a lot of cities that we that have a specific kind of character or style or you know you go san francisco is like this Mm -hmm. it's going to be a completely different feel and vibe like new york for instance right Mm -hmm. used to be the lower east side it's like you couldn't walk down the street without stepping on many needles that Mm -hmm. were just there (laughs) and now it's like the hippest trendiest part of new york city yeah so it's kind of like i'm interested in like i'd be like san francisco i bet it's just going to be nothing but dot commers sort of like that 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 everyone has taken they've taken it over it's too expensive oh yeah like all the like you know the 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 queer people that have kind of helped you know, create the culture of that city since the 60s are yeah. all kind of leaving and being pushed yeah. further and further out. So it's like all the artists are leaving and being pushed further out. So I'm interested to see what will be left yeah. in its wake. And I guess Portland is a place that I kind of look at that like as well. Yeah. Can mm-hmm. you see? I'm just going to say you can it's, see it from an outside perspective happening. Like yeah. When you see, it's just it's overwhelming I mean, sometimes. There's so many good parts about Portland still. But as you know, more people can't live in San Francisco. So they move here because it's cheaper. Therefore, then they make it less cheap and affordable because they're moving into the $2,000 a month, you know, like 100-foot apartments. Mm. Yeah. It is It is different. This city is kind of weird right now with that because you can see like all the, all the big condos and all that stuff that's going up. Right. So there's a lot of, I mean, you have to build some place where people are moving here and 
people need housing. But at the same time, and they're moving here at a crazy rate, right? You guys are having like a population it's like boom, a hundred yeah. a day or something like that was the like that are moving into the city. I mean, it's it's a lot of people that adds up. But um, and a lot of traffic, and everyone's just starting to get you know. You, it's a really friendly city, but it's starting to get a little less friendly as people are getting a little grumpier. Yeah, <laughs> there are more people. A grumpier, you mean the entire country? <laughs> yes. getting yeah, I th- yeah, uh, yeah. I don't think we have the that, market on that. That is very true. That is very true. I had a theory that my me and my girlfriend were talking about the other day is. You can always kind of tell where a country is spiritually mm-hmm. by what's going on with homeless people. Because homeless people are inside the energy. They're kind of like sponges for whatever's in the ether. Yeah. So it's like the scarier and more violent and weirder that homeless people get, the scarier, more violent and weirder the country must be at large. That's, That's interesting. Yeah. Because sometimes homeless people are not bad people. You know, right. like they're... Te- technically, most homeless people are not bad people, you know, right. because and it's also they became homeless because of shit that we don't understand a situation that they were forced into. Mm-hmm. That is indicative of the larger culture as well. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like if they didn't hit this hit this block and hit this wall in this block, they wouldn't be homeless. Right? right. But who was it? I think it was like Salt Lake City or somewhere where they they did this experiment where they just started putting homeless people in housing that was empty. Oh, yeah. Like they just built this building of like apartments and no one was living in it. And they're like, why don't we just put homeless people in that? Yeah. That place mm. and see what happened. Yes. Yeah. Duh. Yeah. <laughs> it I mean, worked. I mean, you know, just, I mean, because it's like, then yes, they, it gives them, it gives them a place to live. I just mean, did it, did it help up like in the long run? Did it help everybody it, out? It did help because it was like, first of all, it's, it's less expensive for the city yeah, to for just sure. put homeless people in housing. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Then, you know, like homeless people are not lazy. You know, they're not they're totally. like they're not idiots. That's a thing of the culture. It's just like, oh, you're homeless. You made all the wrong choices. Oh, you're rich. You made all the right choices. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Neither no. of those are technically correct. No. So, you know, I think that a lot of those people were just kind of like, oh, I have a home. Like they had an address to put on a job application right. and yep. just that simple thing mm-hmm. was just like empowering and people were able to kind of pick themselves up. Just a sense of dignity too. Yeah. You know, having a place. Yeah. So wow. anyway. That's, that's inspiring. <laughs> no, I'm sorry. I was yeah. just listening to the whole story like that. That made me happy. But regardless, you know, but, you know, now some people are getting scary. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. uh, Even she... people in homes. Yeah, right. Very scary. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> How is it going around the country just when you're doing stand-up and stuff? Can you feel that oh, in the audiences? Yeah. Or? Oh, it's weird, man. Yeah. It's very, very weird. It's it's because I was touring a little bit before the election. There's a comedian, mm-hmm. Janelle James, who lives in New York. And I remember she maybe wrote on Facebook when when the election results kind of happened the way that they happened. She was like, a lot of people are surprised, but if you were touring this country, yeah, you were not surprised. And I kind of felt that because there's there's just there's such a polarization, you know, and people really far on the left or really far on the right, and mm-hmm. not enough people who want to kind of I guess reach across the aisles. Yeah, not that Something I think that that is the answer. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but wanting to do that is a start. Yeah. And that is not where people are, yeah. you know, it's so, and, and that, and I can't blame people because people are angry. You know, it's, it, it's, it's, it's a strange time and people want to blame their problems on a group, you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah. And, uh, you know, I, I know history and anytime any, um, government has been really focused on the purity of their citizenship, man, it goes well. <laughs> Historically, yeah. every Real time good. that happens, it just goes a great, there's, any Great examples way. of that. Yeah. yeah, and I can't. I can't think of any examples. Any. Yeah. yeah, you know, off the top uh, of my head from every country in Europe. <laughs> um, but it's kind of like you know, people don't want to hear about 
things that they don't already agree with. Yeah. You know, and I think that kind of it, it kind of connects to the bigger question of community and mm-hmm. citizens and um, citizens and cities. Yeah. Where there's a big disconnect. It's like we don't really know our neighbors the way that we used to know them. So it's it's harder to talk to people that live on our block. And it's not even not knowing them. It's like we're, you're instead like a condition to be afraid of them. Yes, exactly. Yeah. Suspicious. Oh, yeah. man. Like mm-hmm. if like I was saying me and my girlfriend were talking about this because this is an idea I had for a joke. It's like. It's indicative of where we are as a culture that when if you're in like a public space, right, and someone mm-hmm. walks in and they're like in a bad mood or frowning, you're like, oh, I know, I know how you feel. Mm-hmm. And if someone walks in and they're smiling, you're like, what the hell is your problem? Right? Yeah. <laughs> what do you what do you have to smile about? Ugh. That smug bastard. You m- must yeah. be a murderer. <laughs> or some sort of perv. Your happiness is irritating. <laughs> but that's where we've been taught to be suspicious of each other in a, yeah. in a really deep way, mm-hmm. which I learned from watching all of our TV and movies. Mm. Mm. Yeah, full circle. Of, full circle. That's what they call me, Johnny Full Circles. <laughs> Just concentric circles of point. Yeah. Johnny Full Circles. <laughs> oh well, so you're doing. Uh, so you did your new Negroes show last night. Yes, it yes. Did. And you're doing another one tonight, right? Yes. Which we Which, are going to be what, at. Uh, did I see about Comedy Central? Yeah, we're doing Comedy Central. We're doing a season of uh, that is so amazing of the show on Comedy Central. That's so great. So uh, anybody out there who who does not know what the show is or or is like Negroes, <laughs> what is that? <laughs> <laughs> Did Sarah just say Negroes? I'm offended. <laughs> um, the sh- the title is uh, I've co-opted it from a book mm. from the 20s, which was an anthology of writers, thinkers, poets, uh, philosophers at the time who ostensibly shaped the Harlem Renaissance. So it's like people like Langston Hughes or Zora Neale Hurston, W.E.B. Du Bois is in there, and let's hear it for Du Bois. Um, let's give Du Bois a chance. <laughs> Did you hear Kenny's woo? Yeah, a woo over the there. No. Um, I didn't mean to interrupt the singing. Yet. No. Well, it's just like, you know, they, they kind of were speaking for themselves, and they co-opted the term New Negro as well, which was just about an idea of the expansion of what blackness is in people's minds. Instead of being in the position where everyone around you is telling you what it is, you get to speak for yourself. And that's what my show is. Everyone is black, but that's the only thing that we have in common. Mm-hmm. It doesn't mean that we're from the same culture. It doesn't mean that we're from the same neighborhood. It doesn't mean that we, you know, people are people are poor. People are born rich. People are, you know, from some people are from the suburbs and some people are from the ghetto. Some people went to college. Some people did not go to college. Some people are men. Some people are women. Some people are trans. Some people are queer. Some people, everyone's got their own experience. And it's all this. It's all the experience of being black. As opposed to that defining us in itself, if that makes any sense. Mm-hmm. That makes, it does. It makes perfect sense. sense. Perfect. Yeah. So that's the point of the show is giving people an opportunity to say, this is who I am, as opposed to you deciding before you've heard them speak. That's amazing. Um, which is hilarious. <laughs> it is. We go yeah. every sounds single really, year. Sounds yeah. really how many, deep. But, how many times know. have you done this at Bridgetown now? Like four the or five? Third? This might be the fourth, fourth year. This fourth, is where yeah. Bridgetown is where it started. Yeah. Bridgetown is where I started doing the show. I, rem- I remember. I remember the first because time. we didn't know if we could say Negro. I remember when we came in. <laughs> yeah, because before we came in, we're like, all right, should we ask? Over the years, oh, yeah. it's we- a weird yeah. word. It's a weird yeah. word with a weird history. You know, it's because black didn't become the word until like the seventies. Yeah, you know, kind of with the, you know, the inception of like you know black, you know, black is beautiful, and kind of like the Black Panthers, and kind of taking that that word, I guess, you know, and turning it into something of, of beauty, a representation of beauty, blackness. Mm-hmm. And then African American was like late seventies, early eighties, and Jesse Jackson just kind of forced that on everybody. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, too many syllables. <laughs> and but before black it was Negro, you know? So that's the word that Martin Luther King Jr. used. Mm-hmm. It was sort of a word that was 
in a way kind of used to kind of be more distinguished I feel like mm-hmm. like it was yeah. kind of like you know we are a you know we are this group of people and we you know we're beautiful and blah 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 so I'm kind of going back to that idea but that word is scary for people because people don't know the history of it mm-hmm. and it is uncomfortable because you're like can I even mm-hmm. but you know that's I am provoking people by using the title yeah. in the first place and I think that's beautiful taking yeah. it back and making people uncomfortable and making them see things you know mm-hmm. from a different perspective why thank you you're ex. very so, well the series be just that like different different people that you have come and perform stand up or yes it's essentially a, a stand up series I mean mm-hmm. I'll have people that belong to three different groups one um, people who have never been on TV before so I want to be in the position and I'm lucky to be in the position to break talent on TV that has never been on TV before cool uh, two people who are um, relatively established but not necessarily household names like myself. Um, you know, and other comics that I came up with. Some of them are famous, like Hannibal's really famous now, and Eric Andre. Uh, and then the third group of people would be the outliers, essentially the vets, the people who have been in this vein, I guess, not necessarily, like being there, expressing their unique selves, perspectives, opinions for 20, 30 years. Mm-hmm. And they kind of predate us. So it would be comedians of that ilk as well, who have been like just working their butts off, but you know, and have legendary status amongst comedians. Yeah, but they're not necessarily famous either. They wow. probably have incredible stories to tell. They know, have that. great stories and they have greater material. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So it's just kind of like it, you know somebody who's a vet that kind of is. I'm trying to kind of bridge the gap, I guess, between mm-hmm. generations. Kind of coming back to that community thing mm-hmm. of just kind yeah. of like we all get to know each other and kind of hold each other up a little bit more. That's the whole point. So really you're going to cool. still be touring and everything since you're so busy with all these shows that you're working on. Oh my goodness, I have no idea. Yeah. I'm still asking myself the same <laughs> thing. You can do it, yeah. <laughs> yeah. How can I do it all? But, um, oh, that's, I just realized that this, this is that a bobblehead right oh, there? Oh, yeah, yeah. A listener, yeah, our friend Jason made us bobbleheads. Okay, I just realized mm-hmm. that that's the two of you, and I was yeah. just like, oh. <laughs> yeah, there's a little metal detector for Greg, because yeah. he has a metal detector. I do, <laughs> I do. <laughs> Okay. And yeah. then so you're just kind of like, let's see. <laughs> <laughs> no, that's hard rock. Yeah. <laughs> that's pop. I haven't found that's anything. That's metal. Yeah. <laughs> Slayer. Oh, that was good. <laughs> <laughs> Oh my God! Well, uh, the show that Baron is talking about, New Negroes, we see it every year. It is yeah. just an and incredible one last showcase. Night. Yeah, I had one last night at the Doug Fur. Tonight's going to be at the uh, Bossa Nova Ballroom. Bossa Nova Ballroom. Yep. So that's yeah. at 10 p.m. tonight. 10 p.m. Go there, and then um, I say, and you're going to be on Lance Bang's lap with us before that. Yes, right yeah. before that. Okay. So that's at Revolution. And Lance Hall. is actually he's going to direct the series of of the New Negroes. Oh, well. cool. Yeah, that's amazing. Which is cool because I love how. You know, meltdown looks. I like a lot mm. of Lance's work, so it's like he's got a very intimate style. Mm, so visually, that's what you're with yeah. the camera, yeah. And that's oh. that's what I was hoping to. When, when get. do you start uh, filming that? We're gonna film it in August, and then after that, I have no idea. <gasps> well, best of luck to you. I'm looking Hollywood. To they keep you in the, the they keep you in the dark. <laughs> We're gonna call you Mr. Hollywood. Mr. Hollywood. Mr. Hollywood. Hey, my family already calls me that. Oh, if it isn't Mr. Hollywood. <laughs> oh, <so cute. laughs> well. Go get your tickets right now, BridgetownComedy.com. If you don't have them already, go see Baron at everything he's doing. We're so proud of you. We're so oh, happy thanks, for you, man. Yeah. No, it's that. awesome. Yeah. It's always and, good to be back. Yeah, and thank you yeah. for always coming to visit us. Oh, and yes. being so rad. It's my favorite, it's my favorite stop in Portland. Oh, Yay. my goodness. I know that you mean it because you said it in British. Uh, British accent. <laughs> I'm working on my British accent. This is my, my, my Idris Elba. <laughs> Alice, we can't keep doing this. 
Alice. And then he keeps doing it. That's the thing about, that's what makes it sexy. Spoiler. Stop calling me. And then he answers and he's like, hello? Oh, we can't keep doing this. And then they keep doing this. Very sexy. That's like four seasons right there. (laughs) (laughs) All right. Well, thank you, everybody, for tuning in. Uh, Get your tickets, like I said, bridgetowncomedy.com. Follow us on Twitter and Facebook and all those things. And subscribe on iTunes to Fun Employment Radio. (laughs) And if you're coming out to the the festival this weekend, let us know. We're going to be out to a bunch of different shows. We will be out in a boat. And boot. All of those things. Mm -hmm. Now you're going to the British accent, too. Is that what that was? That was Canadian. It was more Canadian. It was more Canadian, yeah. Yeah, it's probably like... Accents aren't necessarily... They're not my strong suit. Yeah. They're not my strong suit. Really? It's important no. to know that, though. You can work on it. Yeah, yeah. thank you. Yeah. I'll try. All right. <laughs> Baron, thank you so much. Thank you. All right, back in a bit with more Fun Employment Radio. You're listening to the Fun Employment Radio Network.